back to Player's Spellbook. This is a podcast all about the magic of Dungeons & Dragons, starting with the spells in the 5th edition Player's Handbook. I'm your host, Derek, and I'm joined this week, as every week, by my co-host, Tim. And we'll make this quick. It's the Expeditious Retreat episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should probably just jump right to it. <laughs> we, should, we should dash to it. Yeah, dash to it. Just get going. Faster, faster, faster. Yeah. <laughs> this is, is money. This is going to be a lot. We should mention <laughs> at the get-go, though, this is going to be a lot like the Prestidigitation episode, where you can just listen to us stumble over this name for <laughs> however long this podcast goes on for. Yeah. Expeditious Retreat. Prestidigious Retreat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. We're losing the thread of it already. Okay. Expeditious Retreat is a first-level transmutation spell. With a casting time of one bonus action, it has a range of self and verbal and somatic components and a duration of concentration up to 10 minutes. It's a very generous duration there. Mm-hmm. This spell allows you to move at an incredible pace. When you cast this spell and then as a bonus action on each of your turns until the spell ends, you can take the dash action. It is available for the Artificer, Sorcerer, Warlock, and Wizard classes as well as Arcane Trickster Rogues, although I'm not sure why you would need it, Eldritch Knight <laughs> yep. Fighters, Oath of the Open Soul Paladins, and anyone who is interested enough to take the Magic Initiate feat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I suppose also the Artificer Initiate feat can get you this too. Yeah, and uh, apparently there's a new feat in uh, Dragonlance called Divinely Favored that allows you to take Warlock spells if you have a certain... Uh, alignment. Oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> you, you make a pact with an evil entity to be able to run really fast. Yeah, just a tiny pact, though. A yeah, one spell a pact. Very, a, a very reasonable size pact, I think. <laughs> yeah. You, you trade, sure. you know, not a controlling share of your soul. Yeah, just some of it. Yeah, like... <laughs> just a partial share. Two, you... you, you <laughs> like yeah like nine percent so you don't have to like deal with insider trading laws <laughs> exactly. kind of get just under the legal threshold yeah yeah for sure and in yeah. exchange you can run yeah as well as a rogue yeah <laughs> yeah you you already mentioned this but i just think the wording on the first sentence is hilarious it allows you to move at an incredible pace at and an incredible, incredible pace. pace and then it's yeah like, you can dash <laughs> the, 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 yeah the rogue and the monk are both just looking at you like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you can do what <laughs> you they can keep are. up with us now. And yeah, the, you can spend not even the monk. to do what they can do at will. Yeah. No, but if your humble wizard really wants to keep up with the rogue, you can do that for 10 minutes per mm-hmm. first level spell. Getting that dash as, dash as a bonus action, like cunning action that the rogues get is such a great feature. It's a phenomenal feature. So a, be- a cun- cunning action, I think, is one of the main reasons that rogue is the most fun class to play yeah for sure <laughs> i will I'll, I'll, I'll fight people on that one but I, mm-hmm. I think that rogue is incredibly fun because of the versatility that a cunning action gives you and this lets you get a little piece of that while playing a different yeah. class so you know all, all jokes aside i actually really like this spell yeah for sure and like just to add on to that that's why rogue is probably one of the best classes to multi-class into because that and expertise are just like that's good for everyone yeah yeah so you'll have to take two levels of rogue in order to get your cunning action but i guess if you want just a little bit of that you could do one level into like sorcerer and take expeditious retreat yeah i guess so 
if you just Always want a option. little bit of expeditious retreat. Yeah. So yeah. um I like I think it is a pretty good spell. I think re- it's funny that they call it retreat. I think n- retreat is notoriously bad. Retreating is a notoriously bad strategy in D&D and almost never works out well. I don't think I don't think it's a bad strategy. I think it's very difficult to execute in D&D. Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. It it you just always end up leaving someone behind. Someone always gets caught. Yeah. As as a DM, you oftentimes try to telegraph to your players like this is a really deadly fight you're getting yourself into and it is okay to run away but the mechanics of D &D actually make that very difficult (laughs) (laughs) and players kind of get in their own way in this too where they like everybody wants to be the guy who makes the heroic last stand and so nobody ends up leaving (laughs) you need somebody to be the first guy to be like i'm leaving now (laughs) and then everybody else kind of follows them so, uh, yes, this does make retreating easier and retreating should be a more viable tactic in Dungeons and Dragons. So I appreciate it for that. But in most cases, you're probably not using this to run away. You're probably honestly knowing player characters, you're probably using this to charge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. It should probably be called be called charge or something like that or just <laughs> Expedici- like expeditious charge or like could be a really good thing for like stealth missions sneaking around right then you can get you can sneak a lot faster or something like that right yeah if you're sneaking you move at half speed so i i believe that you can move stealthily and still dash so that you can move at your normal speed yeah so it's something that you could do for that like if so i i imagine if you're using expeditious retreat you're not using it to retreat most of the time no, For but sure. just extra movement can be really handy. Oh, extra movement is amazing, especially for certain classes. Yeah, and, and the other thing that's worth mentioning is that it's a bonus action. Yeah, for <laughs> Sorcerers, sure. warlocks, and wizards really don't have a lot of bonus action stuff oh, that they yeah. can do. For and sure. this gives you a bonus action available on each of your turns for up to 10 minutes, assuming you mm-hmm. can maintain concentration. Which, you know, if you're your classic, like, backline wizard spouting magic gobbledygook in the back lines maybe running fast isn't super relevant for you but it can help keep you out of harm's way by you know you move faster than your enemies now if they want to catch up to you they're going to have to use their action to dash and you can bonus action to run away yeah it's perfect so yeah maybe your whole party isn't retreating but you as an individual wizard (laughs) might use this to retreat and just kind of maintain a more comfortable distance between yourself and the front lines Mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah you're like battlesmith artificer or your pact of the blade warlock are probably using this to get themselves right into the thick of the fight as quickly mm-hmm. as possible yeah so i mean it gives a lot of versatility to a lot of classes that have nothing to do with their bonus action i remember playing a yeah. wizard and it was like uh i cast my one spell it didn't work that's my turn <laughs> it's, it's, it's casters man it's high risk high reward yeah, and for sometimes, sure. uh, sometimes it just doesn't quite pan out. You blow your eighth level spell slot on some, like on a maze, and they just succeed. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. well, great. <laughs> and that was my entire turn. I can't do anything else. Good, good times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So oh, well. getting some use out of that bonus action is nice, and uh, it it helps cover kind of a <laughs> kind of wizard uh, rogue envy. Yeah, for sure. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, 
before we run around in circles too much, why don't we move on to character <laughs> corner at double our usual movement speed? Yeah, for sure. We'll get through this real quick. So in character corner, I did something more combat or fight forward this week with Xavier, the genie warlock. Um, I picked genie because they get an out elemental gift at, um, I think, sixth level where they get a 30 foot fly speed. And then, and then you can also take an invocation starting at second level to get gift of the depths, which gives you a swim speed. Um, alternatively, you could take like a fathomless warlock that will give you a 40 foot swim speed at first level. If you wanted to, if you were planning on doing a lot of swimming, but that was two ways that I thought that if you had expeditious retreat, you could kind of, um, you could use it a little bit more effectively in different situations. It would give you a lot more flexibility, especially the 30 foot fly speed. Unfortunately, to use that 30 foot fly speed, you need to, uh, that costs a bonus action, but it's not concentration and it also lasts 10 minutes. So as long as you have that up, and then on your next turn, use Expeditious Retreat or vice versa. Then they kind of work for about the same amount of time. Yeah, I guess you could also pair this with the mobile feat to yeah. A, increase your speed. And then also when you take the dash action, difficult terrain doesn't cost extra movement. Yeah. So I, I guess if you're flying, you're maybe not as worried about that. But mm-hmm. if you're using this to just run, then the mobile feat can yeah. help out a lot. Yeah. Alternatively, you could take, like, uh, there's boots of flying that you could get as an item that would also help with this. Uh, But, yeah, in terms of, like, a backstory, I had a really hard time coming up with anything because a character that uses Expeditious Retreat, like, as their signature spell is just, like, someone who's running around constantly. I'm just, like, what kind of a... What kind of a caster is like you just constantly running around? Um, I guess you could use it as like trying to stay out of, uh, like staying out of the way, but strategically. But again, that's mechanics. That's not exactly flavor or backstory. Maybe they're just maybe uh, he's a big, uh, big coward. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Xavier was like a sprinter, but not a very good one. <laughs> yeah. he made a pact with the genie to be able to run faster so that he could finally like impress his crush oh. yeah that would be a good one or he uh his best friend is like a oath of glory paladin who's uh headed off to like the off to whatever the equivalent of like olympic games are and this guy's uh supplementing with spells to try to <laughs> try to beat or maybe not his best friend, maybe his rival, that he's trying to beat his rival uh, at these Yeah, yeah, games. and then he gets wrapped up in, like, a magic doping scandal. Like, mm-hmm. instead of finding drugs on him, they find, like, a spellcasting focus on him. And <laughs> For sure. <laughs> becomes a whole thing. Oh, this would be way better than if this was, if you this character was a sorcerer using subtle spell and expeditious retreat to kind of dope <laughs> to, themselves. To make everybody think he's naturally just yeah. very fast. <laughs> yeah, that's what Xavier is now. Yeah, I, I mean, like, if you're a sorcerer and you're born with the magic, like, in a way, you kind of are naturally like that. Mm-hmm. And that, that's probably the argument that he makes to the, yeah. whatever the 
oversight committee is. Yeah, for sure. Incidentally, like the, by the way, like the D and D Olympics would be such a cool adventure. Yes, that would be. That awesome. would be so fun. <laughs> yeah, that would be very fun. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, guess and the, include like spell dueling as a sport, so the wizard has something to do. But it would be a great way to like each of your characters has like a different event they're entered mm-hmm. in, and then they have rivals trying to like sabotage them behind the scenes. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be so much fun. Yeah, and of course, in the middle, there's a huge courtroom drama, as you've been alluding to about whether this guy can compete or not and right that'll probably <laughs> take not, half your session legal for a sorcerer to cast yeah. spells on themselves 10 straight sessions of courtroom drama before the raid <laughs> yeah <laughs> not gonna lie that that sounds pretty good yeah, it could be. That could 10, 10 straight sessions might be a bit excessive <laughs> yeah we could do four maybe yeah yeah and then at the end like you have to break out of court and run away <laughs> you have a big chase sequence where you get to yeah. use your expeditious retreat. There you go. Sounds perfect. Sweet. All right. Well, when we're done playing the <laughs> Mad Max game that we came up with in <laughs> yeah. Creator Destroy Water, we'll do the Olympics game. Yeah, for sure. Th- those could go together. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find it. We'll find a way. <laughs> That's a real sort of like mashup of genre, but we can I'm sure we can make it happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, so Creature Corner. Yeah. Uh, There are no monsters in the monster manual that use Expeditious Retreat. And I think that's largely because from a monster design perspective, you just give your monster a faster movement speed. (laughs) (laughs) It's not really a, it's not really a like spell for the DM in a lot of ways. No. You You have control over how fast the monster is. So you just decide to make it however fast you need it to be. So yeah. that led me to think, well, what, what would, why would it be relevant to have a monster specifically cast Expeditious Retreat instead of just naturally moving quickly? Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to think of the pounce ability that creatures like the lion or the tiger or the were tiger have, where if they move 10 feet directly towards a target, they get bonus attacks or they can knock a target prone or they do extra damage just some kind of extra rider they get for charging a target basically. And so Mm. it got me thinking of what if we came up with a monster that had a really, really deadly pounce ability Mm -hmm. and then it used expeditious retreat to be able to get that pounce every turn where basically Uh, it would dash, run away and then run back in (laughs) and and pounce. And so, so long as it's so long as it's concentrating on the spell, it can pounce reliably almost every turn. And if it loses uh, concentration on the spell, now it's a lot less dangerous because it misses out on its big signature ability. Right. Uh, so I came up with a deadly gnomish construct called the Quicksilver Lion. That uh, is basically a, a lion a golem made out of Quicksilver that has the special ability to accelerate as a bonus action. It could cast Expeditious Retreat. While it's concentrating on the spell, opportunity attacks against the lion are made with disadvantage. And then it has a pounce that, unlike normal pounces, I said, required 20 feet of movement. Um, and then I gave it a 35-foot movement speed. Oh, I do okay. want this thing to be pretty quick, quicker than your average character. But mm-hmm. it, crucially, it's just slow enough that it can't back up 20 feet and then charge 20 feet in order to get its pounce. It needs oh. the expeditious retreat in order to be able to do that. Right. Cool. And so now your characters have this, like, kind of puzzle encounter where if you can find a way to break this thing's concentration it's a lot less deadly 
but mm-hmm. doing it trying to do it just via say like um like opportunity attacks don't work as well because it has you know those ha- are made with disadvantage so mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. imagine most players would just be like well let's <laughs> put a bunch of damage on it um mm-hmm. i gave it uh proficiency in constitution saves again just to make that concentration a little bit harder to break um yeah. but hopefully that encourages player characters to try to think of other ways that you might break this constant this thing's concentration yeah for sure. Um, again with it with it being a construct just like yelling at it might not work but i like the idea of maybe a really strategic dispel magic maybe can break its concentration for a second um or uh, perhaps finding like the control like object that the gnomes use to control this thing will allow you to uh break its concentration or just get control of it oh yeah nice so yeah lots lots of cool options there um Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is a bit more of a uh, to steal your term combat forward design where i just like the interesting bit of it needs this spell in order to use its most deadly ability and so you're kind of trying to play this game where you're you're preventing it from getting that yeah no i think that's cool Uh, yeah and just like another great monster where it's like you have a a a way you could just try to hit it every single turn but you have a way that you can um that you can beat it yeah there's 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 another way to interact with it that isn't just i make my two attacks next person's turn yeah consequently if you could land an entangle spell like we were talking about last week on this thing that would really work yes that's true (laughs) if you could find a way to entangle or grapple it and reduce its speed to zero then you're looking a lot better (laughs) yeah so yeah uh what was what was the guy from last week edwin edwin the conservationist druid yeah yeah and when edwin encounters the quicksilver lion he, he knows it's his time to shine exactly well one it's a construct and if you're a druid you don't like constructs so yeah not a big fan of that you definitely want to take it down and then yeah yeah entangle however it, it, xavier the possibly cheating olympic sprinter i don't know how he would <laughs> feel about it <laughs> probably uh, yeah. a little jealous knowing yeah him. yeah for sure yeah <laughs> yeah he struggles with jealousy for sure oh yeah classic xavier <laughs> All right. Well, if you're interested in picking up the Quicksilver Lion, you can head on over to the DMs Guild and find the title there. You can also find a link to the title in the description of the podcast. Mm-hmm. You can also follow us on Twitter at Players Spellbook, Players Spellbook with one S. And um, you can join us next week when we'll be doing Fairy Fire. We hope that next week's episode will be illuminating. In the meantime, spell you later. <laughs>